This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the audio broadcast ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Well, today we continue in our series called 50 Days of Faith. In these lessons, Rick looks into God's Word to discover the true meaning of faith and explore ways we can strengthen it. But first, today, when you join our Partner in Hope family, By signing up for automated monthly giving, we'll send you a special welcome gift as our way of saying thanks. To find out more, go to PastorRick.com while you listen to today's message. Or simply text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. That's the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. Right now. Here's Pastor Rick Warren with part one of a message called, How to Keep on Believing. Have you ever been in a hurry when God wasn't? One of the most difficult things in life is to sit in God's waiting room. God's waiting room is when there's something beyond your control that you can't speed up. An answer to prayer, a miracle, a change in a situation, and you want it to change, but it is totally out of your control, and you have to wait on God. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes 3.11, God does everything just right and on time. But people can never completely understand what he's doing. Boy, is that the truth. We don't know always what God is doing, and we certainly don't know when he's going to do it. And so much of life we spend waiting on God's timetable. Today we're going to conclude the 50 Days of Faith series by looking at how do you keep on believing while you're waiting on God. And we're going to look at Abraham. If any man had to wait... It was Abraham. God gave him a promise that he'd have a baby who would become a great nation, which later became the nation of Israel. But Abraham had to wait 100 years for that baby. That's a long time to wait. What do you do while you're waiting on God? The Bible says five things. Number one, you need to first understand the six phases of faith. God always takes you through a predictable phase and stages of faith. And we spent a a message on each of these phases. We're not going to go into that in detail. You might want to get the series. But let's just review it this morning, how God always works in your life. The first phase of faith is when God gives you a dream, an idea, an ambition, a goal. God gives you a dream, and at age 75, God gave Abraham a dream. He said, I'm going to make you into a great nation. But that's just the start. Phase two is a decision, and a decision It's when you decide to act on that dream. A dream without a decision is worthless. And every dream of God has a risk to it. It has a part that you have to to, uh, take a, a step of faith out. Abraham had to leave his existing homeland and go to a place where he never knew, he had never heard of, never heard of, never been there. And so he took a risk. And when God gives you a dream and says, this is what I want to do with your life, there's going to come a point you have to make the decision to say, okay, God, I'm going to go after your dream for my life, not my own dream. Once you've done that, you move into phase three. And phase three is delay. Because the dream is never fulfilled instantly. When God gives you an idea of what he wants to do with your life, and when he actually fulfills it, there is always a time gap because he wants to grow you. He wants to build you up. Eleven years after God gave Abraham his dream, Abraham still didn't have a child. And when he's 86, it says, but Sarah still had not born any children. What's happened in those 11 years? The answer is nothing. He was just waiting on God. He's tempted to doubt, tempted to despair, tempted to take detours. 
But God says, no, you're going to wait for the fulfillment of the dream I've given you. Then comes along phase four, and that is difficulty. God not only lets you wait for a while, but while you wait, he lets you have some problems. Isn't that fun? And so you go through the stage of difficulty, where things go from bad to really bad to worse to impossible. And you notice that at age 99, Abraham still didn't have a son. He's 99. His wife Sarah is, is 89. And uh, he still, it says, how can a son be born to a man my age? Now, what's worse is that God changed Abraham's name. His name originally was Abram. And God changed his name to Abraham, which means father of a great nation. Now, imagine this. He walks into a 7-Eleven. The guy says, what's your name? Father of a great nation. Oh, how many kids do you have? None. How old are you? 99. That's kind of embarrassing, folks. It's a test of his faith. But eventually, God fulfills the dream, and at age 100, and his wife is 90, Sarah, they have a miracle baby. And they name him Isaac, which means laughter, because they laughed at that thought. I mean, Sarah's 90 years old. We know she didn't believe God when God said, you're pregnant, because she laughed. Any woman who really believed God at 90 and figured she was pregnant would have cried. (laughs) But she laughs, and God laughs, and Abraham laughs, and Isaac is named laughter, and they have a miracle boy. And I think, this is great. But then comes the most difficult phase of faith of all. Number five, dead end. And at dead end, God allows your dream to seemingly die. Abraham was asked to give up the miracle child. God says, I want you to sacrifice him back to me. Now, get this. Abraham wakes 100 years, gets a baby. He starts to grow up, and God says, by the way, now, I want you to give him back to me. I want you to sacrifice him to me. Abraham's thinking, what kind of God is this? Is this a cruel joke? He's asking me to sacrifice the very dream child that was promised to me. And he looks, he feels pretty hopeless. How do you know when you're at a dead end? You feel hopeless. Some of you are at a dead end in your marriage right now. Some of you are at a dead end in getting married. Some of you are at a dead end when you look at your budget, when you look at your career, when you look at your friendships, your relationships. Some of you are at a physical dead end and your your health is falling apart. And when you're at this stage, you start to doubt God's wisdom and love, and you say, why is this happening to me? It's out of your control. Well, congratulations. God is getting you ready. He is preparing you for the final phase of faith, which is deliverance. And the greater the dead end, the more hopeless the situation, the greater the deliverance is going to be, the more of a miracle it'll be. You'll go, wow, that was God. Only God could have done that. And so God is getting you ready for a miracle, the miracle of deliverance. Now, everybody in this room, God's going to take you through these six phases of faith many, many times in your life, over and over again. You'll go from dream to decision to delay to difficulty to dead end to deliverance, and then he'll do it again, and then he'll do it again to keep you growing in your faith. In fact, everybody here is at one of these stages right now. Some of you are in the dream phase. You're getting an idea. Some of you are in the delay phase or the difficulty or the dead-end phase. But you have to understand how God works if you're going to learn to be patient and keep on believing when you're waiting on God. The second thing you do when you're waiting for deliverance 
is you remember what God can do. Remember what God can do. The situation may be out of your control, but it's not out of God's control. So you don't focus on what you can't do, you focus on what God can do. What can God do? Well, look at this verse, Romans 4, 17. Read it with me. Abraham believed in God who gives life to the dead and who creates something out of nothing. Folks, that verse right there is the definition of a miracle. So write the word miracle out to the side. Because in a miracle, here's what happens. Either God gives life to something that's dead, or he creates something out of nothing. And that's what it's all about. That's what God can do. He can give life to a dead career, a dead marriage, dead dreams, dead finances, and he can bring something out of nothing. Jesus said anything is possible if you have faith. Now, I want you to notice something. This is very important. What did Abraham put his faith in? Look at that verse. What did he believe in? Did he believe in himself? No. Did he believe in his feelings? No. Did he put faith in faith? You know, like, I'm just putting faith in faith? No. Did he practice positive thinking? No. He believed in God. Now, I believe in positive thinking. We've talked about this many times. But positive thinking and faith are not the same thing. You hear these songs about positive thinking like, I believe that for every drop of rain that falls, a flower grows. Folks, that's baloney. If every drop of rain produced a flower, the world would be covered with flowers. We'd be tiptoeing through the tulips. It's just not true. And positive thinking works in one situation. It works in situations where you have control over the situation. If, for instance, you believe you're going to do a good job at something, you'll probably do a better job than if you didn't believe it. But positive thinking is worthless in things that are out of your control. You can say, I hope my mom is going to live, but that's not going to change anything. You can say, I hope that he doesn't get hurt in that accident, but that doesn't, isn't going to stop him from getting hurt. I hope my team wins. I hope I get a job. That's just wishful thinking. Positive thinking is worthless in situations out of your control, especially when you come to a dead end in life. When you come to a dead end, you need more than just a nice, happy thought. You need faith in God. You know, I could say, you know, I believe I look like Brad Pitt. I could say it all the time I want. It isn't going to make me look like Brad Pitt. What's going to happen is the only thing that changes circumstances is faith in God. Faith in God works when things are out of your control. Now, here's a little secret. Most of life is beyond your control. So you need faith in God far more than you need just kind of happy, positive, you know, think pretty thoughts. When you get to a dead end, you need to remember what God can do. Notice this verse. What is impossible with men is possible with God. The third thing you do when you're waiting on God is rely on God's promises. Rely on what God has promised. The Bible says in Romans 4.18, When hope was dead within him, Abraham went on hoping in faith. He relied on the word of God. Circle the phrase, when hope was dead within him. Have you ever felt that way? That hope was dying inside of you? How do you know when hope is dying inside of you? You start using the word never. I'm never going to get married. 
We're never going to have a baby. I'm never going to be happy again. I'm never going to change. Abraham went on hoping in faith. Circle the phrase, hoping in faith. This isn't just wishful thinking. This isn't just positive thinking. This is hoping in faith, faith in God. You keep on believing. How do you keep on believing when you feel like doubting, when you feel like giving up? Well, it says there, he relied on God's word and nothing is more reliable. Now, I hope you've gotten this by now in the 50 days of faith. Every single message we've talked about, you've got to get into God's word. If you're going to be a man of faith, if you're going to be a woman of faith, you have to get God's promises in your life. Even here, once again, we hit it again. Rely on what God has promised. He relied on the word of God, and that's what kept him going when hope wanted to give up. You need to read this book, study this book, memorize Bible verses. Later on, you can pull out this week's memory verse, and because this is the last week, I gave you two this week. Matthew 19, 26, with God, everything is possible. And Galatians 5, 6, the only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. When you get the promises of God in your life, you will be able to hope in faith rather than giving up. Now, when you come to a dead end, rely on the promises. Notice this next verse. While God was testing him, and that's what waiting is, it's a test. Abraham still trusted in God and his promises. So he offered his son, Isaac. Now, this is a test. Isaac grows up and God says, I want you to give him back to me. I want you to sacrifice him to me. But Abraham didn't panic. I would have, but Abraham didn't panic. God said, give me your son back. Sacrifice him to me. But he didn't panic for three reasons, the Bible tells us. One, he believed that God would raise him from the dead. Hebrews 11, 19. Second, when he's telling his servant, we're going up the hill to make the sacrifice, he says, we'll be back. Not, I'll be back, but we'll be back. He fully intended the son to come back with him. And third, when his little boy Isaac is walking up the hill with him and he says, Daddy, where's the lamb we're going to sacrifice? Abraham says, the Lord will provide. He had every intention and no doubt that God was going to spare his son or resurrect him from the dead. Why? He had the promises of God. Now, here's the big test in your life. What are you going to do when God says to you, I want you to sacrifice your greatest dream? That is the ultimate test of faith. When God says the thing you value most in life, what you want most in life, what you crave most in life, will you offer it on the altar to me? This is a test. Will you do what Abraham did? Will you hope against hope? Will you hope in faith? And will you rely on the promises of God? Look at the next verse. Romans 4:18. Though it seemed Abraham's hope could not be fulfilled, he did become the father of many nations, exactly as God had promised. Notice the word seemed. Things are never as bleak as they seem if you look at them from God's point of view. The disciples followed Jesus around for three years. And they thought he was going to bring in the kingdom and set up a kingdom. They'd all be rulers. And one day they look up and Jesus is hanging on the cross and he's dead. You talk about a dead end. They are devastated. 
He is the Messiah. He's the Son of God. How in the world could he be hanging on a cross? They didn't know that Easter was just a couple days away. God specializes in turning dead situations around and resurrecting situations that look hopeless when we rely on the promises of God. Notice, circle the word exactly. He says, he became the father of many nations exactly as God had promised. A promise is only as good as the integrity of the promiser, and God cannot lie. The fourth thing you do when you're waiting on God, recognize the facts in faith. Face them, but face them in faith. Recognize the facts of your life in faith. This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. Rick will be right back to close out our time today, but first, over the last couple of years, we've all experienced worldwide changes and events that have impacted us in profound and sometimes unimaginable ways. For many of us, those changes will impact our lives for years to come. Pastor Rick believes that now more than ever, people need God's Word and the hope that it brings. That's why he'd like to invite you to become a partner in hope. Here's Rick to tell you more. One of the reasons that I started Daily Hope is to take the message of hope, not just across our country, but all around the world, to people who need a shot of encouragement, who need the message and word of hope in a discouraging day. And that message can only be found in Jesus. Would you help me with this? I really need your help. I can't do it by myself. And I'd like to ask you to become my partner in the Daily Hope Ministry. If you'll make a monthly investment as a partner in hope, you can help me broadcast these life-transforming messages from God's Word, not just here in America, but in podcasts and online and literally all around the world. Go to PastorRick.com or text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004 to become a partner in HOPE with automated monthly giving and receive your very special welcome gift. As a bonus, we'll also send you God's Big Plans for Me Storybook Bible. That's PastorRick.com or text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. And thanks so much for your support. There's only two days left to become a partner in hope and receive your special welcome gift. So don't wait. Be sure to join us next time as we look into God's word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.